Hey, good morning. What's going on there, you freaking anus holes? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Pulling out of my home of record. Telford, Pennsylvania. Waving to the passersby. It's 88 degrees on this Tuesday. Eighty-eight degrees on this Tuesday, the twenty-third of August, twenty twenty-two. Uh, slept in a little bit this morning, then sat in, took an hour for a nice cup of coffee and some breakfast, and to sit on the couch with my family, at least three out of four of them, Mandy, my lovely wife, Lily, Lily OB, and Bogey the dog, Sam is drifting away asleep, guess his practice starts a little bit later today, he's been kicking ass man, I just uh, shared a, a little uh, solicitation if you will, Southerton Sports. My lad needs, uh, he needs some support. They got to sell these, they got to raise some funds, you know, every player is given 20 or so of these little laminated cards about the size of a credit card, and they've got, let's see, they've got margaritas, restaurant, they've got They got fucking Domino's Pizza. They all want that shit. They got um, Caruso's, nice Italian restaurant downtown. Souderton. They've got, you know, half a dozen or so restaurants where you can go and get a discount. And my wife says you can go again. You can So the bottom line is these things are 20 bucks. You're supporting Sam Oberst and his Souderton Indians for their 2022 season. And I put a little highlight reel up there for my boy. <clears throat> the Monday that uh, these two-a-day practices started, he was crying like a freaking baby to his mom. And she was trying to talk him out of continuing football because rough and tumble and dramatic and pecking order is friggin' nuts, you know, you take it seriously, and if you're a young man, you do, you're friggin' testosterone's firing up, physical efforts, you're developing, but so always somebody bigger, stronger, faster, so he was stressed on day one, and that's the whole purpose of the whole fucking thing, you go in, you get your ass kicked, take your licks, you get back up, keep that getting back up. So he did that, and lo and behold, Saturday last week, he had a scrimmage, and he scored a game, uh, not going to say game-winning, but a game-saving touchdown. He was playing cornerback, so that's a defensive position. Those of you out of the freaking, without a clue about football or care, he's preventing these guys from scoring. 
terms of running back or uh, wide receivers coming out for a pass from the opposing team and they come screaming by, he's one of the guys that's got to chase them down and tackle them before they get into the end zone. And he did. Like at the, at the last minute, he came all the way across from one side, from the far sideline. He sees the, the play, sees the guy breaking away. He runs all the way across diagonally and like scales him out, measures his efforts there. <clears throat> he measures, the, you know, the uh, calculated in his mind very quickly and adjusted on target, so to speak, to track this guy down and with his super speed courtesy, some natural ability, a shit ton of effort, and his last track season, he's fast, man, he chased this guy down and tackled him on like the eight yard line or something like that, so very impressive, real proud of this guy, so we got, just in a day of me posting that, I got a bunch of support, got a friend from friggin' Connecticut, who bought $100 worth of the thing, so please nobody else do that, because we don't have enough of these cards to give you, not that you're looking for a 10% off for a friggin' restaurant as incentive to do it, sorry for that fart, but I'm not sorry, um, isn't that interesting, uh, this fundraising never ceases to amaze me, these little things that they, they send people out, and this, the cards, I mean, they put a lot of effort into it, they go around these local businesses, and yes, we want to support local, and this is the town, the people that, that live here, and their kids might be on the team, or they go out and watch the games, and so maybe they would use these restaurants and such, but there's a lot of people who give a whole, who give a real shit about you, and they might live a state away, or a town away, and just, they're not doing it to support, because they're Satterton fans, they're doing it because they're fans of Sam, and the Obersts, and, and football, and there's a lot that goes into it, right? So we, we're generating some support. He's to fulfill this thing. I joked on the Facebook post when I made it that there's a lot of people who are, um, well, not a lot. The, it comes across, and the coach is like, hey, you got to sell these. Everybody go out and sell these. And I don't know where the money ultimately goes. I mean, it goes to the program, and however it's decided, they, they buy whatever uniforms or travel or they pay the coaches. I'm sure it's a combination thereof. But they make it sound like if you don't fucking sell these things, then, you know, you're not going to make the team. They don't blatantly say that, but they're mildly threatening when they say it. So. Manderfield Woodland Preserve. Been there a few times. Just a little, little hiking trail. Heading on up to Quaker Town now. So, yeah, that's a little, little snippet on uh, Sam, Sam O.B. and the football participation. He's a good player, and he's just playing JV at this point in time, but you know, I predict he's going to you know, go out there and bust his ass, stay healthy, and they, they saw him in action, so he's fucking fast. He'll chase you down, he'll take you down, and I want him to get aggressive. I want him to get more aggressive out there and just be like, I'm going to deny anybody the opportunity to score. Everybody wants to be in a wide receiver or the quarterback, right? Not everybody's going to fucking do that, okay? And if you had those positions, maybe you wouldn't want them. I don't know. But 
I like cornerback. I like the, that's what he's good at. That's probably where they're going to start out putting him. And he's going to fuck people up. Got to be the hammer or the nail. It's my friend Coach D. He's a patient of mine I'm taking care of right now. Just in a couple visits. He's feeling so much better. And I'm making a friend. Nice guy. So uh, he's giving me, he gave me that little two cents. It's you're either a hammer or you're a nail. And Sam's got to be, you know, you have no choice if you, if you join. You can still be a nice person off the field, but on that field, if you're not a hammer, you're going to be a nail, and it don't feel good to be a nail, physically or mentally. So, support Southerton Athletics. Come out and see a game, you know? I think the game's going to be on Mondays. Um... Here we are, you know, we're getting ready for this the back to school, back to work. My wife's gonna be she's doing more and more time at North Penn meetings and preparations and next week I think she's she's back to the the usual schedule. And so that's gonna be uh, it's important to do that. Everybody's gonna find their schedules again, but stressful, but it's a schedule, it's important to have that rhythm, you know, some people don't have that rhythm, they have to make their schedules, and it sucks, it might not suck for the first couple fucking months, but retirees or whatever, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow, guess I'll fucking beat my meat, hey, I mean, I'll watch this show, we gotta, we're on the other side of the uh, extreme, right, where we, we gotta work, we gotta go to school, we gotta do our sports, and then all of a sudden, Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas arrive. And those little breaks from the action are needed and appreciated. And that's just the life that we're living right now. So, I'm thankful for it. So, I posted something this morning. I saw a couple I saw a couple videos. One I'll, I'll share later. It was from Michael Rappaport. You know, he goes on these rants. He's like this, uh, you know ultra-Caucasian Jewish-American guy who doubles down on that personality for his acting, for his comedy, and for his little podcast. He's doing it in the split screen. The one side he's doing uh, planks, he's like, I did a three-fucking-minute plank. That's the longest fucking plank I ever did in my entire life. I never did that. If I can do it, you can do it. It's funny, you know? And it's true. Get your ass out there. Start challenging your body. Your body won't let you down when you uh, in the day-to-day. Got to get strong however you can. Strong physically, mentally, resilient. Then I saw this cool quote. I love shit like this. You know, it's... Uh, Until you change your thinking, you will always recycle your experiences. So you change your thinking, you will always recycle your experiences. There's a writer, philosopher, Aeneas Nin. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Aeneas Nin. And uh, my friend Val chimed in. She says, the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. So perspective. I love that. I think about that. 
until you change your thinking, you will always recycle your experiences. Think about that. How many of us are just kind of, kind of on this uh, this roller coaster that consists of all of the various ups and downs and twists and turns that have happened to us in whatever. 47 years thus far in our life. They're colored by our experiences. Our thinking is that roller coaster. Our thinking consists of our experiences and that we, we continually go on that same roller coaster ride. We replay that same movie and that's our life. The good, the bad, whatever. You know, oh, I, I remember when I you know, rose to the challenge when I was in freshman wrestling at Lacey Township High School. Oh, I remember when I got, uh, my girlfriend broke up with me while I was, my fiance broke up with me while I was uh, in the middle of the Mediterranean on a Navy ship. Oh, I remember the best friends that I ever had in my entire life, you know, in and out of the military and all of our smiles and laughter and adventures and near, you know, scrapes with risk and near death and all those times you know like I remember my high school and college and grad school days and all the things we did and you know we have all these we have all these stories to tell I know I have a shitload of them to tell right you hear me recounting them I'm doing the day to day here on my podcast when I do it But it's so true that until, until we change our thinking, we're replaying the same experience, or our experiences that we've had over however many years. That is how we live our life. That is how we're going to live our life. Because we refuse to, not refuse to, but subconsciously, this is the ride we're on can't imagine anything else because we haven't had those experiences. And so I say to you on this Overcast Tuesday, you need to seek those new experiences. Um, I've been trying to retrieve it, but I I also uh, read this article the other day. It was talking about very, very similarly, it said, your experiences if you if you choose the same route to work every day and the same routine, talking about schedules, right? Back to school, back to work, back to reality schedules. If you choose that same route, like when I walk into the Lowe's front door, if I go, I probably have the same little rhythm that I subscribe to all the time. If I take the same avenues and do the same shopping habits, uh, take the same same route in here every fucking day or every time I come here, then I'm going to have the same experiences. I might overlook things that I really need. That's just one fucking poor example of of this phenomenon, but challenge yourself today. The little things and the big things, do them differently. Brush your fucking teeth, teeth differently. Wipe your nasty old ass differently. You know, get up early if you're late, if you sleep in late. Sleep in late if you wake up early. If you're an early bird. You know, you go to the gym. Try a different exercise. Uh, 
there, something that you, you're familiar, unfamiliar with and you see other people doing. If you uh, are in school, you know, try to stand in, instead of sitting for fucking eight to ten hours a day. You know, eat your eating stuff. Try to eat smaller snacks throughout the day if you like to friggin' eat three main meals. Or try something different that you normally turn your nose up at. You'll never know. And it's not just for the sake of doing these small things. It's just it's just that it's going to change your perspective, your outlook on everything in life by doing these very small things differently. Wear that different that crazy pair of shoes that you have. Dress up real nice. Dress down. You know, try the opposite. You know, your news sources. Watch CNN. Fucking, if you're a CNN creepo, then you watch fucking a De- Debbie Downer Fox News. Try to, you know, even some of these things might be appalling to you, but you're going to change your perspective on life, and then things are going to change as a result. Right, you fucking idiots? I'm saying you're caught in a goddamn vicious cycle, and if that's the way you like it, then that's fine, but consider how scared it would be, how ridiculous it might seem for you to change some of your habits that have worked for you for so long. They only work for you because that's what you think. That's what you, that's, that's your perspective. You don't know any better. All right. I got to go in the friggin' lows here. Stand by. pretty empty on this Tuesday morning. It's almost 11 a.m. now. Talked to my friend Betty in there. I exercised a little bit of my, uh, you know, change your routine, change your point of view, change your experiences, change your mind by talking to my friend Betty. Uh, she looked to be just clearly a retiree, very nice woman, working the self-checkout. I was looking for my friend Morgan in there. She's a patient. She's a good egg. She's not working yet today. I know that uh, Quaker Town Lowe's is her store, so I didn't mean to reach out to her. Um, let's see. So it was a good experience there. I went in there, got some friggin' sanding pads. Checked out the fucking paint area. I'm gonna get some white stain for this tooth. It's gotta be right. So I think I'm gonna go online. Gotta order a couple gallons of other paint. The front of my office is gonna get painted this week. <clears throat> so that's cool. I'll order that frickin', I think it's cosmic blue. That's what the inside of the office is painted like. Some of the doors, anyway. Um, I'm going to shift gears here from that little motivational change your experiences to change your, your mindset. Oh, this is a cute little story. watching this morning while I'm sipping on my coffee. Bogey sitting next to me. He watches these Disney Pixar shorts. And he really watches them. He really enjoys the, you know, these little things. Maybe they're a couple minutes long. You might have seen this one. It's called Piper. 
you haven't, you're a fucking idiot. You need to get on uh, probably just YouTube and look at Disney Pixar, Pixar Piper. And what it is, it's this story about this little sandpiper. And all, it's this beautiful beach and there's no people on it. That's what makes it beautiful, most of all. And all these birds and seabirds and they're, they're walking on the surf line and the waves come crashing in and they run away or fly away and they're trying to get these little clams that as you might have seen as you look out into the, the, the receding water after the waves crash in and they come out things soften so that that, uh, that hard surface that we think of when we're walking when we're walking on a right where the ocean meets the land, right? It's easier to walk or run or whatever on that area than it is to do so on the soft sand up above that, right? So when this when this the ocean runs back into the when the shore breaks get pulled back into the ocean. sand kind of softens, and you can see the clams, they come up and they stick their little uh, filters out, they're filter feeders, scavengers, and they take the little pieces of whatever, detritus, which is just junk or little sea bugs or whatever they got, plankton, and they settle back down, they stick their filters up, then they settle back down into the, into the sea bottom. And anyway, that took a while to explain that fucking bullshit. But you know what I'm talking about. If you've observed anything about the beach, little clams will do this. You can see their little translucencies sticking their, sticking their fucking <clears throat> filters up. And so here comes the sandpipers run around. They scurry around their little legs. And then this baby sandpiper is born and comes into this world. And it's like, holy shit, this is so foreign. And I definitely would want to eat. So I'm trying to you know, leave the nest and I'm going to follow mom dad down to the freaking shore. Here comes a wave, clobbers it, the sandpiper, and then it friggin' meets a snail, and the snail shows it how it's supposed to work. So you can actually, what the snail does, it stays in the bottom, buries into, you know, nestles into the sea bottom, and so when the wave comes crashing in, they're underneath and they don't get swept away. And shows, <laughs> literally knocks the freaking uh, piper on its beak and shows them how it's done. And it's a beautiful, heartwarming stamp, uh, tale called Piper. So he learns how to do that and he is the, becomes the best forager for mollusks in the entire freaking seabird colony. Bogey is taking this in. He's watching it all. When that when that wave comes crashing, like he's so intently watching and loving it, and then when the wave comes in and crashes him, he gets scared and he nestles back down on the couch and hides his face. And then when, the, when he emerges and thrives and dances around and tweets, Bogey's just loving it, man. He's fucking taking it all in. When I see something like that, you know, I was crying because it's a great little short 
Pixar short, but I'm crying because I love Bogey so much, and he's my baby. He's only nine months old, and so he's gleaning new experiences. He is learning about the world, and when he watches these little shows, you know, we don't think that that our animals, domesticated pets, dogs or cats or whatever, you don't think that they're picking up on this stuff, but they react to stimuli. You know, they they have a brain, they have senses that in many ways are far more acute than our own. And so, it's just heartwarming to watch this bogey taking it in and, and learning and just appreciating the whole thing. It's the cutest fucking thing ever. And I guess we could circle back and consider that. You know, what is the... Uh, That's the, the canine equivalent to our human experience gathering and how it changes our perspective. And that's why Bogey's such a well-adjusted guy because he meets and greets people in every climb and place, you know? He's got friends at the office, people that look for him, people that care about him, want to visit with him. He's got his friend, Aunt Pat, who friggin' takes him under her wing like a sandpiper mommy shows him the ropes and gets him out there, you know, exploring the world, taking on walks, all kinds of people that know and love him, and I think that's awesome, because as they say, it takes a village, so, so now I'm heading to, uh, I'm off today, but I'm, I'm carving this molar for my dentist friend, I made considerable progress in the couple weekend days, Saturday and Sunday, this past weekend, and now it rained yesterday, came down pretty torrentially, so maybe that cleansed my red oak molar nicely, got rid of some of the sawdust and stuff, so here I go, I'm going to make some shit ton of progress now. I got my sanding pads. I have some ideas as to how I'm going to improve this molar so that it really is the best case scenario. When patients show up, they see this tooth and they love it. So it'll last for many years. So here I go now. Here I go again on my own having experiences and doing my thing, carving my fucking molar. I wonder what's going to transpire on this Tuesday, you know? I figure I'm going to take a couple hours, maybe maybe two or three hours. That'd take me to 2 p.m., 11 to 12, 12 to 1, 1 to 2. Carving. J Farmer's Market, and I will get a kick-ass fucking canister of chicken salad and some other items. I'll go home and I'll plan for a busy day at the office tomorrow. This is always a, always a funkified time, this time of year, you know, I'm, I'm 
talking about schedules and, you know, as if, hey, oh, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to change from summer mode into fall mode, schedule mode. And I, Betty, my pal at the friggin' Lowe's, and if she was, uh, she said that I gave her, hit her with my old joke. Is it really August or July to me? And I don't think she really got my uh, my dad joke. She might have. She seemed like she did. She's like, oh yeah. I said July, July. Because oh yeah, I'm not ready for. I'm not ready for the cold. I understand. There, there, Betty. I understand. Me neither. But it's coming. We're gonna do our best. We ain't scared. demonstrating that rigidity that comes from, you know, and it's just typical, it's really just talking, just a conversation piece, right? But that relative rigidity that comes from, I know what I know, and I know what I like, and I fucking hate the winner. (laughs) <laughs> and she probably does. She probably means it. And on some level, I, I, I know exactly what she's talking about. But we're going after it. Fuck it. So cool. By the end of today, next time I t- you hear from me, I'm going to have a freaking beautiful molar, fine-tuned, sanded down, cleaned up, and ready for goddamn whitewashing if I can enlist my kids in that, helping me do that, right? All right, everybody have a good day. I'll talk to you fuckheads soon.